think meditation is hard, do me a favor. Take a slow, deep breath in. And now breathe out. Congratulations. You just meditated. Hi, I'm Crystal Joukowsky, and this is Breathe In, Breathe Out, a weekly mindfulness and meditation podcast for anyone ready to own their own shit and find a little peace while doing it. Welcome back to Breathe In, Breathe Out. I'm Crystal Joukowsky, your host, and I'm thrilled that you're here. I sincerely appreciate that you show up and check in and follow along. So thanks, and thanks for listening so that I have not only an outlet, but a way to connect with other people. So I really appreciate you and being here with me. I recently went to my talk doc, um, my therapist, and when I first went in, I was a little discombobulated and I knew that we were going to touch on the things that I was upset about, but I was so jumbled that I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to talk about. I just knew that there was stuff and it was going to be a diarrhea of the mouth version in the beginning before we actually got to what was the core of my issue. I've been dealing with feeling stuck, feeling a little bit stagnant, feeling as though things are not moving forward the way I want them to, that, that I'm just in this holding pattern. And every time I tune in to my guides, they say, rest, take a pause. And the problem with this is that I am a go-getter. I am a doer. I am someone who loves to be in action. I love to achieve things. When I go to bed at night, if I have achieved things throughout the day, then I sleep better because I feel like it was a full day. And it doesn't always have to be physically active. It can be mentally stimulating it can be emotionally stimulating where I'm supporting other people. I just need to be doing. And I've talked a bit about working on being a human being. Just be in the right here and the right now. And I'm not living in the past. I'm not wishing that I could change this, that, or the other. And I'm not living in the future, anxious about what is to come. Although I can, to be perfectly honest, there are moments that I do think about the future and what is coming with AI and just the shifts in where we're all going to be at. And I get a little worried and insecure and concerned. And and um, it's an existential crisis. It really it really is because the future is the future. And right now, life is still whatever it is. It's, it's not then. It's now. There are things about AI and the future that I look forward to. I look forward to be able, being able to say to my phone, book me a massage. And there's this little AI assistant in my phone, and it knows my schedule. It knows the therapist that I prefer to go to. It knows my radius, my everything. And 
it can just say, okay, I've scheduled you a massage on this day at this time. And then some robo taxi can take me to my massage. I look forward to the day that I can say, hey, I want to send a bouquet of flowers to so-and-so or... And it just kind of is this virtual assistant in my hand that helps me out. Like our Apple Watches kind of already do some of this. They monitor our health. They let us know that we need to move, that we've been sitting still too long. Um, they have been known to dial 911 when they preemptively notice a heart attack is coming. They uh, monitor our blood pressure and heart rate. And it's it's amazing how far this thing that you wear on your wrist has come because not only is it monitoring your health and supporting you in that, but it's also helping you keep time. It's helping you respond to texts and emails that come in. It is like from the early days of computers when the first computer took up an entire room, we have these tiny little computers on our wrists that have so much more computing power. And it's it's mind-boggling and amazing. And there are things that I look forward to, and there are things that I'm scared of. And I think that we all would have those. And depending on the filters that we've grown up with, I think that would feed into what we're looking forward to and what we're a little afraid of. <laughs> and yet that is down the road sometime that bigger age of technology is not here right now. So what are we doing here and now to bring ourselves joy, to grow, to connect with each other, to have forward movement while also having personal peace and joy? Within this podcast, I started a series called Mindful Caregiving and let people know about my mom and her Lewy body dementia diagnosis and the challenge, not necessarily the challenges that we'll be facing, but just some of my experiences and some things that I think we should be talking about and paying attention to because caregiving is a really big deal and it's very draining. It can be very draining if you're not aware of it. And as I was sitting there talking to my talk doc, and expressing the challenges that I was facing with myself and my mom and my partner and trying to be personally introspective. I think sometimes it's a lot easier for people outside to see our issues than it is for us inside to see our issues because we think we're normal, although normal is all relative. You know, what's um, normal to the spider is absolutely chaos to the fly. So, um, and that was said by Morticia Adams, by the way, love her. I sit there and I tell her what I'm challenged by and what's going on. And she says to me, you're not going to like what I have to say. <laughs> and when your therapist says this, when your therapist says, you're not going to like what I have to say, you know, it's this gigantic truth bomb and you can either allow it to hit and splat like a giant bag of poo and make a mess everywhere and tear your life up and be just ugly and frustrating. Or 
you can choose to have it be a different type of truth bomb. So maybe this truth bomb, depending on how I was going to take it, could be a bag of confetti or rainbows. I could look at it and say, okay, good. At least I know what my problem is right now. So I said, okay, I'm not going to like what you have to say. What are you going to say? And she said, Crystal, right now is a time for you to pause. I did not like that because I don't want to pause. I want to be in action. And she said, it could be that the universe is telling you that as you are a caregiver, you need to take more breaks and give yourself more peace so that you can mentally and emotionally be more connected and available for your mom. And quite frankly, I don't like that because I don't want to put my life on hold. I want to continue living and expressing and experiencing so many things. And yet this truth bomb is very correct. And I said, but that's one of my fears is that I'll put my life on hold and then I'll regret it. That I'll regret it as I look back and say, whew, I lost those X number of years in a pause holding pattern because of her. And my talk talk again said, you're not going to like what I have to say. (laughs) So I was a little worried that this was going to be a truth bomb of the unseemly sort, not the cotton candy sort. And I said, okay, I'm ready for it. And she said, you chose in. Take that for a minute. Here I am worried about myself, worried about my own life, worried about whether or not I was moving forward, blah, 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 blah. Semi in a victimhood mentality of this is happening to me. I'm not happy about it. I'm really frustrated. You chose in. The amazing thing about you chose in is the fact that I can't be a victim. I have four other siblings, and I could have said no and made one of them step up to the plate. I chose not to. So if I chose, I can't blame anybody else. I can't push that off. I can't say, well, you're not da-da-da-da. I chose in. But you know what else that does? Not only does it Like, on the one hand, it feels a little heavy. Ugh, I chose in. But on the other hand, it feels a little bit freeing. I chose in. I chose to be here. Right here, right now. I chose to support her through this. I chose to get a front row ticket to this concert, to this event which means that I can choose out or I continue to choose in, but it's a choice. We may not like the choice, 
And we may give ourselves excuses as to why it's not a choice, but ultimately it's a choice. Ultimately, I could totally say, siblings, I can't handle this anymore, and I need you to take it over. I need somebody else to step in and take it. It might be overwhelming. It might be challenging. Their lives may be upended. My life, it would change a whole bunch. And yet, it's still a choice. In life, everything we do has a choice. And not choosing is actually, ironically, still a choice. Because you've chosen to continue on the path forward that is already there. On the path that you have already made tons of choices to bring you to this point. Choosing. You have a choice. Amazing. I have a choice. So, I recognize that I need to fuel my reserves and I need to be patient. Another thing the talk doc said was, if the universe gave me a really big opportunity right now to blow everything out of the water, I wouldn't be able to accept it. Not fully. There would be contingencies. There would be caveats. It would be, well, I would love to do that, and yet I need to build in all of these just-in-case things in case I need to be present for my mom. And so, this is a season of rest. Of holding on, of waiting for a moment. Because I chose for it to be one of those moments. So I leave her office and I'm feeling a little bit, I don't want to say heavy because it wasn't necessarily heavy, but I did feel more like grounded. I think the word I want is grounded. I felt more connected to the earth and solid. I didn't feel as light and willy-nilly and, and I don't mean light in a positive way. I mean light in a like going where the wind blows and I'm all over the place and I don't really know what's going on for me kind of a just everywhere kind of lightness and instead I felt when I left I felt grounded and solid and like my my footsteps had purpose so I came back home from my meeting with my talk doc and checked in with my mom, checked in with the farm, checked in with Jay, and talked to Jay, my husband, about my session. And he looked at me and he said, you just look exhausted. You look tired. And I said, I, I really am. And he said, well, let's take a nap. So he curls up with me and I fall asleep. And it was the sweetest thing because when I fell asleep, he moved and I started to wake up. But he rolled away and then he comes back and he lays against me so that I can feel the pressure of his arm and his hip against me. And I go right back to sleep. And my naps are normally like 20 minutes, but this one was 45, which tells me that I was more drained than I thought I was. 
I was more exhausted than I thought I was. And when I woke up, I looked at him and I said, I'm going to paint this wall on our horse arena. We don't have horses. It's just storage. But this this um, one wall comes together in a corner. And I said, I'm going to paint that with giant dots and big dots, little dots, all these different dots and all these different colors. And he was like, oh, that sounds really cool. Okay, well, maybe I'll help you out with that. And I said, okay, cool. And I didn't do anything about it for the rest of the day. And then I went to bed later that night. And I woke up the next morning and I said, oh my gosh, I know what I'm going to paint that corner. Completely different idea. And I sat down at the table and I drew it out. And then I got my little Sherwin-Williams paint deck and picked out 14 different colors (laughs) of paint that I would need for this project. And I called Sherwin-Williams and got a place to send my order of 14 different quarts. I just went for quarts. I didn't go for the big ones. And lucky enough, it was a Memorial Day sale. So I was able to get them all for 30% off. So it was like buy two, get one free. And um, so I buy all this paint. And I came home and I was really excited about being active, like progressing on something while still being a little bit meditative, a little bit relaxed, because I love creating, I love painting. Um, it's, It's very enjoyable for me. And I'm right here on the farm, which means I'm not going away. I'm not on a trip. I'm not anything else. I'm right here. And being right here, if anything comes up, which it won't, I'm putting it into the universe that it won't, that I'll be good. And I take my little car out and pick up all the paint. And I come home and I immediately start painting. I can't help it. And we set up a time-lapse video so that we can watch it as it emerges, which is so much fun. And then it started to rain. I was so mad. I was so mad because I really just wanted to paint. I really just wanted to be in action while still relaxing and taking it easy. And I just felt like this was the universe saying, Crystal, you're not supposed to do that. Crystal, this is a time for rest. And I was like, but I don't want to rest. I really just like... (sighs) I feel like I'm in a cage match with the universe because I want something and they want to win. And and um, so I have to pack it up, put it away. And it took me a few days of two hours here and two hours there. And Rhonda jumped in and she was helping me too. And so between the two of us, we painted this mural in this little corner area of of this building. It was so much fun. It was so relaxing, if not frustrating, because of the rain. I woke up at 5.30 one morning and I just couldn't sleep and I thought, I'm going to go out and paint. 
because I really want to beef up the branches on that one part of that tree. And I get out of bed and I got dressed and it was raining. The wall was wet. There was no way I was going to be able to paint in that moment on that morning. And I, and I had two hours. I was like, well, I can paint from this time to this time. And then I have an appointment. So everything will be good. But I couldn't, which was frustrating. And so instead, I came out here and I podcasted and I figured out something else that I could do to still feel like I was making progress and yet being aware of the need to be at peace, to simply be, and yet finding a way to gently do while I'm being so that I'm honoring the need to rest and take a step back while also honoring my own mental, physical, emotional need to succeed and achieve something. On the one hand, I could have been beyond angry (laughs) with the weather. On the other hand, because of this meeting with my talk doc, I recognized that it was, hmm, is there another way that you can relax and find peace? Is there another way that you can be active while being inactive? Being active while filling my cup. It's all a choice. It's back to that you chose in. I can choose to feel like the rain in that moment was just a steaming pile of manure. Or I could say, thanks for the rain, we really need the moisture, and it's beautiful, and everything is so green, and the trees have leafed out so beautifully. It is such a gift, and I'm so grateful for that, and I can find something else to do while I'm being in this moment. Remember in your life how you react to everything is a choice. How you choose to view it is a choice. If somebody cuts me off in traffic, I can view it as they are just a stupid jerk that can't figure out how to drive and I can't believe that they would be such an a-hole to cut me off. And on the other hand, I can say, well, you know, maybe they're really late for work or maybe their partner is sick and in the hospital or maybe they just learned how to drive from somebody who drove like that and it's perfectly fine. Maybe they're from California or some other place that drives way more aggressively than a place where everybody can only drive 30 miles an hour. (laughs) And that's a joke. That's a joke. Don't be offended. My husband moved here from California uh, years ago and dang near lost his license just because the way that he drove in California (laughs) was so much more aggressive go get him than than the officers wanted him to do here in Colorado. So 
um, letting you in on an inside joke. I can choose to be angry at someone for not texting back, or I can recognize that a delay doesn't reflect the strength of our friendship. The quality of time that we have together does. And perhaps their delay is because they have a lot going on right now and they need some patience and understanding. And as I say that, it was totally an example that rolled off the top of my head and yet in the same process, just the other day somebody waited for three days to text me back and I was really frustrated that they didn't text me sooner. So... um there's a little truth bomb for myself and I'm actually having brunch with them soon. So I guess I need to uh, acknowledge that, give them some compassion and check in with how they're doing. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of here and now. And I hope you come back next week for Breathe In, Breathe Out. I hope this moment of self-care and healing brought you some hope and peace. I'm Crystal Joukowsky on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And I hope you check us out and follow along for more content coming soon. I look forward to being with you again here on Breathe In, Breathe Out. Until next time, take care. Thank you.